0: Welcome to the Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media, and brought to you by www.15rounds.com, the worldwide leader in boxing news, also Abrams Boxing PR Media Broadcasting, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. Also, check out www.abramsboxing.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, as well as M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter, and Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Greetings, boxing fans. Uh, this is Mark Ames. Welcome to another edition of the Ames Boxing Show. Uh, get right down to it after a uh, long and hot week in Las Vegas. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever been in 115 degrees for... Five, six straight days, but it can really wear you out. But that's where we were last week. We were there to witness all the activity uh, last week that was culminated by Terrence Crawford going to 40-0 with his 31st knockout as he became the undisputed welterweight champion road as he destroyed former WBC, uh, IBF, and WBA title holder Earl Spence Jr. Jr. now tw- uh, Spence Jr. now 28-1 with 22 knockouts. Stopped them in round nine to become the undisputed welterweight champion. We're all in front of almost 20,000. Make that 19,990 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, Terrence Crawford was sensational. He was as good as I've uh, seen anyone fight, you know, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. That was as good a performance against a a guy who was uh, considered a top five, top six, top six pound-for-pound pound fighter, and Errol, and Errol Spence Jr. Uh, took a, for lack of a better term, an ass-kicking by Terrence Broad Crawford on Saturday night. Crawford, uh, it, it's funny, you know, when you're in airports and taking long plane rides home, you're thinking, you know, you, you put these performances in perspective, and you say to yourself, you know what? The guy who is supposed to be or he calls himself TBE the best ever Floyd Mayweather Jr. I'm not calling for a fight. Floyd Mayweather is forty-six years old or something and very retired. But the best Floyd Mayweather against the best Terrence Crawford, I'm going Terrence Crawford in that one. I never thought I I never thought I would say something like that. But after Saturday night, you have to consider that. Terrence Crawford is just a machine. You know, Offensively, defensively, he actually walked through some shots that that Spence landed, and he he was just so on point. So we're going to have to see uh, if they're going to exercise the rematch clause. Spence indicated that he would and he'd be better. I don't know if I want to see that again. I don't know if Errol Spence Jr. wants to see that again. I mean, that was like going through – Going through hell for Errol Spence Jr. uh, for nine rounds. He, you know, he was all beat up. Face was cut up. But props and kudos to, for me, the number one pound for pound fighter in the sport. No question, despite what Naila Inouye did last week with Stephen Fulton, uh, Terrence Crawford is the best fighter in the world right now, pound for pound. Um, Undercard on a Saturday night in a WBC. WBC lightweight elimination bout, Mexico's um, Isak Cruz defeated a, a split decision over Giovanni Cabrera. Cruz now 25-2-1, Cabrera 21-1. I thought the fight was pretty lopsided, but somehow uh, scores were 114-113 for Cabrera, 114-113-115-112 for Cruz. I mean, Cruz can, Cruz came in and uh, basically dictated the whole fight. You know, Cabrera would land some shots here or there uh, on the incoming Cruz. I I actually gave uh, Cruz 10 rounds in that fight. So I I don't, you know, I don't see how, but the right guy won the fight Saturday night. And Cruz is now going to position himself for a rematch with Gervonta Davis. We'll see if that happens uh, coming up soon. Alexandro Santiago went to 28-3-5 as he won a 12-round average decision over future Hall of Famer Nonito Donair. Donair 42 and 8. Uh Santiago is now the WBC Bantamweight title. Uh, one of the titles that Inouye actually gave up. Uh, so the Santiago is now a new player in the Bantamweight division. And kicking off the pay-per-view um portion, late replacement, Johannes sex 6-0. Uh, with five knockouts, stopped uh, Sergio Garcia in round three. Garcia now 34 and three. Uh, Th- Thaiz, uh just beat the living daylights out of Garcia, dropped him a couple times, fight stopped. Uh, so that was a good way to kick off the pay per view uh, portion. Friday night at the Palms, I was also there in Las Vegas, and Issa uh, successfully defended her WBC and WBA uh, minimum weight world titles by scoring a uh, close decision over former flyweight champion Leonela Udica. Um, so that headlined the ESPN Plus card uh, on uh, at the Palms in Las Vegas. And after the fight, we had a chance to uh, catch up with uh, Sinisa Estrada. And this is how. Just uh, what were your thoughts of the fight, just general thoughts of the fight in there?
1: Um. Going into the fight, I knew I was going to be up against um, a, a fighter who weighed more and was naturally bigger because she's a natural flyweight. So I um, started off a little slow and then picked up my game plan by listening to my corner. And um, I've um, been having a problem with my fingers, so I think I might have like fractured my finger in, like early in the fight. So it kind of, kind of stopped me from throwing my right hand as often as I wanted to. Could you tell us about your decision to switch from... Orthodox is southpaw and
2: back to orthodox in Eastern.
1: Um, yeah, that's just something that has always been part of my style since I was a kid. Since I was eight years old, when I first started boxing, um, switch-hitting has just kind of, kind of been my thing.
2: And wh- which side do you consider yourself stronger at?
1: Um, I mean, definitely right-handed, but I find myself being able to to, to land um, certain punches better in the southpaw sense as well.
0: At the end of the fight, she let out a yell as if she felt she had won the fight. I yeah. do you saw her do that. Um, what did you think going to the cards? I mean, did you, th- did you think you decisively won? Did you think it was close?
1: Yeah, going, going to the cards, I knew that, that that I was ahead. I mean, my one thing about my corner, they're definitely not going to lie to me. When I came back in the second round, they were like, you lost that round. So I didn't do enough in that round. Um, so, yeah, I definitely trust my corner when they tell me that if I'm ahead or not. So I, I knew I was. I knew it clearly one. She, she was able to connect with left hooks early on. What adjustments did junior corner make to not have you get hit so often with left hooks? Yeah, she um, is a boxer. She moves. Um, she the times that she does try to come forward, she kind of jumps in with those wide punches, like you said. Sorry. Um, so you kind of, I kind of had to make an adjustment by. By staying close to her in the inside and staying down, that way her wild shots go over my head. So that's one of the adjustments that we made towards the the middle and end of the fight. How difficult was it? How convinced are you? Convinced of what? The decision. Um. Oh yeah. I I mean, I felt I won the fight definitely. Yeah. What? What were
2: best for you today?
1: What worked best for me was um, when I made the adjustment to stay close to her on the inside because she wants me to stay. She wanted me to stay on the outside to have a bit of a distance so she can leap in with those wild long shots that she throws. So, um, because I kind of couldn't really use my right hand the way I wanted to, I was kind of hesitant to go in because our game plan that we're working on during training camp was to lead with the right hand or um, throw more of a of, throw more overhand rights, throw more hooks to the body with the right hand. Um, so it kind of took me a bit to, I kind of had to adjust that because I, I was like, okay, I can't really use my right hand the way I want to. So I kind of had to get in the inside by just, um, covering up at times and just staying low and then countering. Now stylistically, th- was she one of your most difficult opponents and how would you rank her amongst the many opponents that you faced? Um, stylistically, I think, um, I mean, she's a natural flyweight. So that was definitely something that made it difficult because she, um, was, uh, Going to go in there as the bigger heavier fighter and i already i already knew that going into the fight and um yeah it's it's uh difficult to fight somebody who kind of just leaps in with wild shots like that you have to have good timing and you have to make sure that you don't get caught on the way in or on the way out with certain shots um which of course i i did get hit with certain shots like that but then when my trainer kept reminding me to make those adjustments make sure you stay low on the inside that way your shots go over your head
2: how different would a fight with Valor look?
1: I mean, I fight, I feel like I've faced fighters in my career who are, who are better than Vaya. Um She's just very basic, slow feet, um, no footwork. I mean, I, it's a fight I've been wanting. I just I, want that sweet fight to happen already.
0: <laughs> now, now, now that you now, oh sorry.
1: On what's um, well, different different styles because Yudika is more boxer Your costa kind of just stays in one spot and also and comes forward
0: now that you've got a little acquainted with her in the ring tonight how excited and are you for that uh unification or that or undisputed title and you feel now that you know the undisputed title is now in reach
1: yeah i hope so i mean hopefully her being here is the step forward to making the fight happen um you know this is we this is the date that we offered her to to fight um for the undisputed fight but they couldn't make it happen whether it was her and her team and global promotions whoever they just um to make it happen for this fight so hopefully we can get that going next i'm not going to costa rica she makes she makes chump change in costa rica if she wants to make good money she can come here and fight me the offer that we made to her in the first place was was very good so um yeah there's no reason for me to go there um she can come here how confident are you that that fight could realistically be next out compared to like after the rubric fight um i mean yeah i'm pretty confident that it could happen next um i mean hopefully her being here wasn't just her just showing up just to show up hopefully that was a step forward into making the fight actually happen next Zanisa, a lot of the noise in women's boxing is in the upper weight divisions mm-hmm. katie taylor clarissa shields savannah marshall etc we've seen what in has been able to do as a lower weight fighter in men's boxing yeah The pathway to his success has been through undisputed. Is is that what you're chasing as well? Definitely, my goal is to be um, undisputed in three different weight divisions. So I I want to do it by starting off being undisputed at minimum weight, going up to light flyweight, doing it there, and then going to flyweight, and um, hopefully doing the rematch with Marlon Esparza when she has all the ballots. That'll be a great fight, big fight for women's boxing. So, um, yeah, that's that's my goal. Be undisputed um, more than one.
2: uh, Working with Oscar and Golden Boy before and. Trying to make the fights you know on the other side does that become difficult or have you guys already you know just because you know your relationship yeah.
1: yeah I mean of course that's played a part it's it's business um, and I think I think all the way promotions they they know what's gonna happen when I face your Costa via they, they know they know who's a better fighter skillfully there's there's levels to this and and I'm definitely on another level than your Costa via
2: you think there's any type of bitterness because they did promote you they build you up they know what you now it's like why should we help you reach your goal if it's over here at Top Rank opposed to Oh, of
1: course. That's definitely that's definitely a part of it, but um, I'm confident that Top Rank will, will work through that, um, work through that the business part of it and, and make it happen. Happy with Top Rank, and how does the experience compare to your experience with Golden Boy? Um, everything's been been great with Top Rank. I'm, I'm just grateful that they believe in me and they're giving me this opportunity and platform to, to headline and to just go after all the fights that I want. What
2: would you rate this performance?
1: Would I rate this performance? I would rate it, I don't know, like a, like a D minus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hard on myself, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you, sometimes you got you got to fight through injuries, and you know, I I, I try to listen to my core as much as possible, not without them knowing the the pain that I was going through with my um with my right hand. So. Did you
0: know that Vaya was going to be here today, or
1: was that a surprise? Um, I didn't know that she was going to be here. Yes, yes. Um, so, I mean, it's a good thing. Hopefully it, it, it leads to the fight happening. What was
0: the finger a camp injury that happened during the fight?
1: Oh, man, it it, it happened many fights ago, and it's kind of an injury that I, I deal with during training camp here and there. Um, But it's not as bad as tonight. Yeah. How,
2: how, long are you, how long are you willing to wait for the VIA fight to happen before you make a decision to move on to a different op-
1: opportunity? Um, I'll, I'll speak to, to top rank in, in a couple of weeks and see what they have planned as far as, like, far as the, the next date for me and and um, hopefully Acosta is everything works out it looks like it's going smoothly with accepting the offer um, but if we can't make that happen um, they know that I just want to I don't want to wait around from her I, I want to move on and I want to f- go to light flyweight and hopefully fight um, the winner of Kim Kavao and Jessica Plata um, and just I guess go, move up become unified champion there and then hopefully when your close is ready, I'll go back down and I'll fight her. I don't, I don't know, but. Do so, so you, you think the injury for your hand, in your
0: hand, is it going to require surgery? Is it just something you need to rest for a long time? Or?
1: Um, it could just be a small a, a fracture that just needs to be. I just need to be. Um, I just it just needs some rest. Could, Def, I think so.
0: Could delay your return to the ring? A um, bit, or you might need more rest. Or?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think so. I'll, I'll, when I get back home, I'll, I'll take next, get an extra on Monday and see. But um, I don't think it'll be anything that'll keep me out of the ring for long.
0: Thank you guys. Thank you. There you have it, Senisa Estrada, with a big victory the other night over Leonella Udica to return to retain her. Unified minimum weight titles. Look for the big fight with Costa Valley. Hopefully next be a good fight. Uh, Valley was there, as uh, Sinisa said, a little stare down face-to-face in the ring. So uh, hopefully that leads to the title fight. Um, also on the undercard, actually the co-feature, Andres Cortez stopped uh, Xavier Ramirez. Cortez now 20-0, 11 knockouts. Martinez now 18-2 and with 12 knockouts in round seven in a junior lightweight fight. Uh Cortez, uh, excellent performance, kind of beat down Martinez uh, slowly until he got the stoppage, and uh, that, was the, uh, that was the end of that. And after the fight, I uh, had a chance to exclusively meet up with, um, with the winner of the fight, Andres Cortez, and this is how it's. Here with Andres Cortez, earned a well earned victory, stopped Xavier Martinez after round seven tonight. Um, tell us about the fight.
2: Um, it was a good fight. It was competitive early. Um, I felt like I adjusted, and um, I had to do what I had to do. And I, and I, I seen the, the stoppage coming. He didn't like the shots I was hitting him, and I, and I realized since the first round his face was getting marked up, so I kept targeting certain areas. You started
0: breaking him down. I could see probably round three, round fours. Is that when you kind of noticed that, that, that you felt like you were in control of the fight?
2: Um, I kept hurting him since the first round he caught me too um but i felt like my, my shots were any shot i really hit him with flush he didn't like even body or head and i and i started having fun in there and i think once he saw that i was starting to have fun uh he, he you know had the submission <laughs> a
0: big weekend a lot of people here uh how'd you feel to get you know maybe the biggest win of your career on, on such a big weekend
2: uh you know it's a dream come true uh, all this stuff i've 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 visualized even the press conference and everything. I, I've kind of visualized me being here. Um, you know, I I want a, a world title. I know this is a start to it, but um, that's my, my real goals and that's what I'm really working for. And um, I'll be happy then.
0: Is, is it world title? Is it world title? I know you mentioned the ring, world title, or, or, or go to 135. Is, is that is that your game plan?
2: I mean, I, I I make 130 easy, so I, I really want to get a world title at 130. Um, but, I mean, next. Yeah, yeah, at 130, um, being realistic. Uh, but, I mean, I just really want to be a world champion, and that's, that's every fighter's goal. And if it's not your goal, you shouldn't be fighting. Um, yeah.
0: You mentioned Navarrete and Valdez. Uh, you going to make a little trip to Phoenix on August 12th? I'm,
2: I'm going to be there for sure, most definitely. It's an exciting fight, not even just because of me, but I want to see that fight. Honestly, it's, just, it's a great fight.
0: Congratulations. Terrific performance tonight. And, uh, you know, maybe world title shot next for Andres Cortez.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Andres
0: Cortez with the big victory and in uh, a nicely uh, stacked 130 pound division, he's a guy to keep your eye out on. You know, maybe we'll get the winner. Obviously, everyone between uh, Navarrete, Valdez, Cortez, all with top rank, so you know the fight might be able to happen. Wednesday night, in Kissimmee, Florida. Orlando Gonzalez uh, pounded out a, t- a ten round unanimous decision over Romero Cessna. Gonzalez now 21 and two. Cessna now 16-2-1. Scores are 97-93 and 96-94 twice for Orlando Gonzalez. Uh, this Saturday, we don't have the, uh, the the mega fights that we had last week uh, in Japan and obviously Spence and Crawford. Uh, but we do got Jake Paul, 6-1-4 knockouts, uh, taking on pro debuting Nate Diaz from the American Airlines Arena in Dallas, Texas. You can watch the fight on PPV.com. You can watch the fight on ESPN+. Plus. You watch the fight on... Um, the zone pay per view. So, a lot a lot of ways to uh, uh, watch the fights. So, you yeah, know, a pretty deep card in, in the sense that, um, uh, in, in the sense that they we're, you know, you're gonna have a, a lot of fights. Uh, undisputed, uh, featherweight champion Amanda Serrano will take on Heather Hardy in a rematch, undefeated, lightweight, uh, Ash, uh, Austin Silve takes on William Silva. Super middleweight Chris Avila takes on MMA fighter Jeremy Stevens in an eight-round bout. Um, the number one ranked uh, super middleweight contender uh, female Shadacia Green, who wants a fight with uh, either Savannah Marshall or Clarissa Shields. Uh, she's the mandatory challenger for Marshall. She'll fight Olivia Curry. Welterweight Alan Sanchez takes on Angel Beltran. This Friday night, I'll be in attendance. Bethlehem PA, Jordan White takes on Erickson Garcia to headline a showbox triple header at the Wind Creek Event Center. Co-features see Paul Kroll take on Guido Schram, and the opener will be Julian Gonzalez taking on Johnny Spell. RDR Promotions will be back Friday night with a big, big uh, fight. The Clarion Hotel in Essington, PA, live on BXNG-TV. News of the week, the WBO Championship Com- Committee denied the request for number one rated junior uh, welterweight Arnold Barbosa to be named mandatory challenger for Tiafema Lopez. Lopez, uh, we'll see, he's got some, hopefully something good coming up in the fall. Japan's unified uh, champion, the WBC and WBA light flyweight champion, Kenshiro Taraji will defend his titles against South African uh, two-division world champion Heki Butler on September 18th at the Araki Arena in T- Tokyo, Japan. I think that was the same arena where uh, Fulton and Inoue um, uh, got it on. And the co-featured Japanese southpaw Junto Nakataki, 24, uh, Nakatani, 24-0, 19 knockouts, uh, takes on... Uh, our RG Cortez will be the first defense of the WBO junior bantamweight title. Cortez twenty five three and two. That fight will be streamed live on ESPN Plus. Matcharuma confirmed yesterday that Lee Wood will take on Josh Warrington on October seventh in Sheffield, England, for the uh, WBA uh, uh, featherweight championship. That'll be world. Uh, uh, televised and streamed on The Zone. WBC, WBO, and IBF light heavyweight champion Arthur better title defense against Calum Smith, which was supposed to take place on August 19th, has been postponed due to a bone infection in uh, the jaw of Better-Beef. that's that's uh, That don't sound too pleasant. Uh, bone infection in your jaw. Unbeat light heavyweight Tommy Fury um, will uh, face yet another YouTube star, come off the win against Jake Paul. He'll take on KSI, uh, who's 2-0 with one knockout, Paul 9-0, four knockouts. That will take place uh, uh, October 14th at the AO Arena in Manchester, England. Also, undisputed lightweight champion Devin Haney has uh, n- will take on Regis Grace on October 28th in Las Vegas. Uh, that's going to be an excellent fight. Haney, of course, uh, is, a, is the undisputed lightweight champion I don't know if he's going to give up the other three belts, but he told the WBC he wants to wants to keep the WBC belt. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think it's – I don't know if it's more to stick it up, the Shakur Stevenson, as they've been kind of having word of words on Twitter. I, I don't know, because they really haven't said anything about the uh, WBA, the IBF, the WBO titles. But he made specific that he wants to keep the WBC title. So – I don't know if that's, uh, if that's, you know, more or less about, uh, you know, uh, kind of sticking a little bit to Shakur Stevenson. So, uh, we'll see what happens with, uh, with progress and, uh, you know, and and Stevenson, uh, excuse me, Prograce and Haney and then Shakur Stevenson on the outside looking in. WBO mini flyweight world champion Oscar Collazo, 705 knockouts, makes the first defense of his uh, title when he takes on Garan Diagon. 10 and 3, 5 knockouts. That'll be August 26th. That'll be streamed live in, on the zone from the Casilla Roberto Clemente in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Former WBA super lightweight champion Albert Puelo will be removed from the WBA rankings and will not be able to fight until October. Puelo tested positive right before his fight with Rolando Romero a couple months back, and, and the Nevada uh, Commission uh, uh, found, the, you know, uh, with, with the drug test. And then uh, Puelo uh, again, now had to deal with the WBA, and he learned his fate. Light heavyweight Anthony Yard uh, will be back on September 23rd. He'll take on Ricky Summers, the two-time world title challenger. That'll be part of the Zhang Jolet, uh joe Joyce rematch undercard live in at the Oval Arena in London. So I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. I want to thank uh, Sinisa Estrada and Andres Cortez for joining us. We'll join us next week. We'll have some interviews, a lot of fallout from the Jake Paul fight. We'll look ahead to the week that is. and. Hopefully have some good post-fight interviews from the Showbox card. Don't forget this Friday night live on Showtime, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, for everyone, I'm Mark Ames, and we'll see you next week on the Abrams Boxing Show.